Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. chapter 6 tonight we want to talk about a life of power is a life of prayer if there is a lack of power in my life most likely it's because there's a lack of an established prayer life when we begin to understand that prayer is the vehicle that God uses in the earth room to accomplish His will. How powerful is prayer? Prayer is as powerful as God is. You cannot separate God from prayer. Satan understands this greater than the church. Satan doesn't care if we read the Bible, study the Bible, he does not even care if we memorize scriptures. He does not care if we even prophesy and even lay hands on the sick and the sick recover. He doesn't mind that. But one thing he's concerned about and is afraid of more than anything is a prayer life. A person that has committed and dedicated themselves uh, to communicating and fellowshipping with their father. So therefore, he understands that in order for a Christian to have a powerful life, I'm not talking about the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. I'm talking about every son and daughter of the Most High God. The Bible says that Christ is the power of God. The Bible also says that you and I shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon us. But yet we see so many of us still live a defeated life. Still live a powerless life. Yet we go to church every week. Yet we, we even go to Sunday school and and yet we have fellowships, and yet we have this, and we have that. But he doesn't mind that as long as there is no power. Power to bring about change into the earth realm. Change in other people's lives, and even change in my own life. He doesn't mind. And so therefore, he understands in order for a man and woman to be a man and woman of power, he knows they must be a man and woman of prayer. Prayer is communicating with God. Prayer is fellowshipping with God. Prayer brings you into oneness with Him. 
Prayer unveils him. Prayer allows me to be able to see Jesus very clearly because the Holy Spirit is the one in prayer that unveils him, makes him real to me. He understands that. And through prayer, as my eyes are opened by the Spirit, I will behold Him. And the Scripture says, I will be changed into the very same image from glory to glory. The Scripture says. So therefore, He doesn't care if we have great, great services in our churches is piped out. He doesn't care as long as that church don't become a church of prayer. Long as the people doesn't become people of prayer, because he understands it's prayer that sustains the presence of God. He understands it is prayer that birthed the presence of God into it. He understands it more than anything. He understands that prayer brings us into the presence of God, and in His presence there is fullness of what joy. He understands that. So therefore, let me stop you from praying. Let's look at something here in the Word of the Lord. The Lord ordained, uh, I didn't realize how long it was. Uh, we were uh, filling out an application of the day. And I uh, haven't kept filling out an application. And, and we had to count back when we was ordained by Bishop Hammond. It was seven years. It had been seven years. I thought it was like five years. I didn't know it was that long. I said, wow, time passed by so fast. It's been seven years. Seven years uh, that Bishop Hammond ordained me as an apostolic prophet and ordained Kathy as a prophetic teacher. He ordained us. Didn't actually be ordained, but God spoke to him and said, ordained them. He saw the grace of God upon our lives. It was already ordained. I was already ordained. Kathy was already ordained. But I was elevated to what God has been speaking for the last, ever since we started this church. Every prophet that come in here, every person that come in here, is prophesied by the apostolic. And so therefore, he, he, he did what God had already done. Are you hearing me? Now I'm saying this for a reason. Then we had teachings. When God ordained me as an apostle, then the church had to be educated concerning what the apostolic was all about. Because if you now have an, a, a pastor as an apostle or a leader as an apostle, what is an apostle? So the church had to be educated what was an apostle, and the church had to be educated what is apostolic ministry. So I gave Mother Spears an assignment to teach in Sunday school, her assignment to research and, and to put uh, compiled information concerning the apostolic. And so it was taught in Sunday school. We need to go back over that. But we got new people here that need to understand. Why am I saying this? What I'm about to read. Because whatever I am, the church must be. Are, are, are you hearing me? And so therefore, if God has called you to this ministry, that means that you have an apostolic gene on the inside of you. Are you hearing me? Those of you that remember the message we talked a while, talked a while back called spiritual genetics. If God is sending you here, He's sending you here because you have a gene on the inside of you that He's going to use me to help develop that apostolic gene that's on the inside of you. That means you must be apostolic in nature. Not an apostle, but apostolic in nature. And you, he may even raise you up to be an apostle. That doesn't mean the whole church is a church full of apostles, but the church itself is apostolic in nature. 
Jesus made a statement in the word of the Lord. He says, a servant is not greater than his master, but a servant can be as his master. He was trying to tell his disciples, renew your mind. I'm trying to tell you, you can do everything I'm doing because you're in relationship with me. You're my disciples. He was trying to tell them that. And they never got it until the day of Pentecost. Don't wait to Pentecost for you to get it. Amen. You can have Pentecost today. Amen. And walk in the strength of the apostolic. Let's look at something here, if you will. Someone say, life of power is a life of prayer. There's a situation that had occurred in the book of Acts. The Holy Spirit had failed on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. God was moving mightily in the church. Souls were being added to the church. The first message Peter spoke, the Holy Spirit spoke through him, 3,000 was added. Would you say that was power? 3,000 was added. Now, if that was power, what produced that power? What were they doing before the Holy Spirit failed in Acts chapter 2? They was praying. They was in the upper room praying. In anticipation of what Jesus said uh, 10 days prior to the Holy Ghost left. Jesus left the earth on the 40th day. Told them to go up into the upper room and wait uh, for the coming promise of the Spirit. They was all in up together, one accord. Uh, they was in prayer, praying, and the Spirit came. The Spirit came, uh, and the Bible said it was like cloven tongues uh, that they was able to see that fell on the head of each one of them. And all of them began to speak in of the languages as the Spirit gave them utterance. Then they just instead didn't have prayer meeting. See, prayer meeting is good, but prayer meeting does you no good if you don't move, if you don't get out of the upper room. You stay and you come to prayer meetings to be endued with power from on high. So now let me leave the upper room and go out here and demonstrate the power that I just was endued with from on high. Are, are you hearing me? After every Monday night prayer meeting, amen, Tuesday, somebody should be going for expecting God to do something through you. Expecting God to bring, amen, somebody to you for you to lay your hands upon them because you got need to release what you got on Monday night. Are you are you hearing me tonight? Somebody said the Holy Ghost is a demonstrator. Paul said the kingdom of God comes not in word, but the kingdom of God comes in what power. Don't he said the scriptures are the Paul said it comes not in word, but it comes in power. Somebody said it again, it comes in what? Power. Oh, everybody said, power. He says, the kingdom of God is within us. That means the power of God is within us. Somebody tell the person, touch the person next to them, release the power. Watch this here. So he was endued with power from on high on the day of Pentecost. And he got up and he spoke. And he began to preach. And the Holy Spirit brought bear witness to, uh, through him and cut them to the heart. And 3,000 gave their life to the Lord. Then they begin to progress. And God, uh, great grace was upon them. God moved mightily. Amen. In Acts 2, 3, 4. And, and I don't have time to go, but go back to 4, 5, 6. Now what it began to happen. Now everybody's together in one accord. And people sold their property. And they began to, to give in a great way. And, and they blessed people that did not have. And the Bible said, uh, 
what what took place, uh, there was a disturbance that took place. Always understand when God wants to do something, the same thing that stopped the children of Israel from going into the promised land, He will always cause the same thing. What is that? Murmuring, grumbling, and complaining. People die in the wilderness because of murmuring, grumbling, and complaining. So now what Satan does, uh, great move of God, great unity, flowing, everybody loving on one another, and now it looks like uh, that uh, the Jews uh, is being prejudiced towards uh, the Grecians, uh, this other sect. See, like, they getting all the food, but y'all ain't being fair. This, this, is, this is what it seemed like. So here's a, here's a disturbance. But always understand this right, what I believe about God. When something negative takes place, it's an opportunity for the Spirit of God to reveal another dimension of God that wouldn't have been revealed if the disturbance never came forth. Don't always look at a disturbance as something negative, but look at it as an opportunity for God to reveal Himself in a dimension that He had not revealed Himself. Because if the disturbance hadn't took place, there would never would have been a deaconship. Uh, 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 do you understand? There would never been have, uh, there would never been an establishment of the deacon's ministry if that had never taken place. So therefore, God got a solution to every problem, what appeared to be a problem. Are you hearing me? All we got to do is be sensitive to Him. All this prayer that's going on, when something arrives, don't panic. Just yield to the Holy Spirit and He'll begin to unveil the heart and the mind of the Father to you. The Bible says in the book of Corinthians chapter 2, the Bible says, The Holy Ghost searches all things, yea, even the deep things of God. Who knows the mind of the Father? Save the Spirit of God. Who knows the Spirit of God? So when things happen, yield to the Holy Ghost. Who knows the mind of God? And the Bible says, Jesus said, when the Holy Ghost comes, He's going to show you things to come. He's going to do what? Show you things to come. But He can't show me things to come if I panic. Because something appeared to be negative. Rest, yield, submit, and pray. Prayer is something, it's not about commune with Him, fellowship with Him. When things are said, okay, Lord, what is your heart? Okay, Lord, what is your mind? Lord, what you want to do about this? Wait on Him. What is your heart? And then all of a sudden, because you're in a state of rest, then he began to speak. He began to unveil. And you go and do what you just saw him do. And it works every time. Why? Because it really wasn't my will. It was his will that was revealed to me. So therefore, what happened? The apostles got up and said, to, Well, I'm going ahead of myself. I haven't read chapters. Let's look at it. Let's look at it. Let's look at it. Because that's really not even a message tonight. I'll go ahead and say this. this is not the message. The apostle said, Choose you seven men that be among you, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. So choose, so said, now, now, now when, when the apostle got up and said that, do you believe they were speaking under the unction of the Spirit? Yes, they were. I'm going to show you. Let's look at this right here, if you will. 
Acts chapter 6. Do you believe that the apostles was men of power? Were they men of power because they had the title apostle? Absolutely not for those that don't know. Absolutely not. You can be an apostle ordained by God and have no power. You can be a prophet and have no power. You can be a pastor and a teacher and have no power. Want to know why? You can be, have a title but have no relationship. I'm going to say it again. You can have a title but have no relationship. Don't be concerned about titles. Be concerned about relationship. I'd rather be a man of power with no, absolutely no title. Because you shall know them by the fruit of that they bear. The nature. Are, are you hearing me? I don't have to have a man prophet behind my name. But I am a demonstrator of the power and authority of the kingdom of God. So get this if you will. In those days, verse 1, when the number of disciples were increasing, the Grecian Jews among them against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being over the daily distribution of food. Who was over the widows? And they began to complain. Verse 2, So the twelve gathered all the disciples and said, It would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the Word of God in order to wait on tables. It won't be right for us to do what? Neglect what? The ministry of the Word of God. What is the number one responsibility? The Word of God. Watch this right here. I'm going on it. Brothers, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them. And we'll give our, our attention to two things here. We will give our attention to what? To prayer and what else? The ministry of the Word. We're going to give ourselves to prayer. Now the King James says it on this watch, which, 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 was a, which is a pretty good translation. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer. Another translation says, we will devote ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the Word. See, we understand, in order for us to help you, in order for us to be men and women, men of power, we understand where it comes from. If we don't commune with God, if we don't fellowship with God, and we don't get into the Word for the Holy Spirit to bring illumination to the Word, there will be no power for change. We cannot give you the word if he ain't giving us the word. Because when you read on in Acts chapter 2, around 42, 43, 44, the Bible says they continue steadfast in the apostles' doctrine. The apostles can't get no doctrine if they're not devoted to prayer and the word. You want to know why our churches many times have stagnated? Because we want the pastors to do what the deacons is doing. You want to know how our church is stagnated? 
You don't want counsel from the deacons. You want counsel from the apostles. You want, you want, to, you want them to be drawn away and not understand that many times you don't realize sometimes you can be an instrument in the hand of the enemy to pull the men and women of God from what they have been assigned to do. They don't care about me. They don't love me. But you don't understand. See, 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 we do care about you. And we do love you. Why? Because we devote ourselves, amen, to the word and prayer. See, see when I was doing this, God brought conviction on me. While I'm here, I'm, I'm teaching you tonight. I'm getting ready to prepare this message and write things down. And God starts convicting me. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, in this conviction... God used Pam Burnett, and how many? I don't know how long time, how long she been since last time she been here. God used her to talk to me. God used Prophet Brown to talk to me. The last time he was here, talked to me. He said, "Son, you know, you know how your life is. You know how your life was raised up." He said, "You know, because because I've done all this business stuff, running here, running here, running, 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 doing all that stuff." He said, "You know, that's not your life." That's the only thing he'll say. He'll say, he'll say, he'll say you know, that's, not, you know, that's not your life. <laughs> he said, you know that ain't you. I said, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to get it right. I'm going to get it right. I just got, you know, I got a few more little deals for the case made deal. See, because one deal always leads to another deal. And it seemed like I was in trap. I told him this when I said, I said, I seem like I'm, I'm trapped. I don't know how to get out of this. So when you make commitments to people, you may, what the case may be, I felt trapped. And, and, and Pam Vinette said something to me. She said, uh, she said, if, if you don't, because if you're a prophet of God, you're called to this kind of life. You're called separated to the word in prayer. Because you can never help the people. And, and she said, said, if, she made a statement to me, which I knew this. She said, if we don't steal away, God know how. To shut everything down for us to steal away. See, it's much easier for you to make a decision to say, okay, God, forget this. I'm going back to what you called me to do. Amen. Or he closed everything down. He cut relationships off. And many times you think it's the devil. it ain't the devil. It's because you just refused to obey God, which was a beautiful relationship. Ended up turning out to be a negative relationship. It's not because it's the devil. It's because God is trying to get you where you're supposed to be, but you won't do it. Are you hearing me? See, I can tell the prayers is working. The prayers that y'all praying for us is beginning to work. I can sense it. I can feel it. Amen. I, 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 I can sense the Spirit of God uh, calling me back to this place uh, and, and where I would, I would uh, easily go run over here and do this. I can feel a check in my system. No, uh, uh, no, 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 son. No, no. I, I, I don't want you to go over there. I want you to stay still. I said, there's time. Uh, just have to come to the office. And the Lord says, stay home today. You come in around about 12, after 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, and you come on in there. I want you to stay here. No phone calls, no nothing. I want you to be before me today. Uh-huh. And, I, and I, I, I did a lot of that before the 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 the, uh, the new year came in. I did a, I did a lot of that at the end of last year. All that was preparation. Uh, are, are you hearing me? Someone said it's time for us to grow up. 
Do you think it's a coincidence that God is setting us up from even from the perspective of prayer twins, um, that we're connecting with people and, and we have prayer partners? You want to know why? Because that's what it should be. You should have to come to, that's why you got prayer partners. That's how for us to grow up. See, see, when we start trusting each other, if you start praying with each other, we can trust each other. And the reason we people don't trust one because you don't pray for each other. Because the more you pray, the more your spirit is going to get united. You're going to begin to become one. You're going to love each other. And then you're going to be going to begin to feel what they feel. And you're going to be concerned about what they're concerned about. They don't have to come to me. Because why? The power is in you. As long as you're under the covering, what's on me will fall upon you. So, so when you pray, you're praying just like I pray because you're covered by me. The apostolic grace falls on you. And when you pray, God moves through your prayer. You ain't got to call on me. I am you. Are you hearing me? And you are me. We gotta get this thing down, Patrick. We'll never, we will never experience explosive growth because we're always dependent on a man and not understand that the Holy Ghost is on the inside of you. I'm gonna say that the Holy Ghost is in you. The power is in you. Are you hearing me? They abide in the apostles' doctrine. If I get on the pulpit, amen, and share with you, your responsibility is take it and run with it. He give it to me, I give it to you, you run with it, and you will see the demonstration and the manifestation of what you run with. Someone says, time to grow. I don't want counsel. I want it from apostle. Those days is over with. I'm not going to allow you. Now, I'm, I'm not saying I won't do any counseling. Only it will be what God say. If God don't say, it won't be. I said something a couple of weeks ago. To obey God and to be in the will of God, it can not destroy, but it can hinder relationships. To obey God. Because to obey God is going to hurt somebody else's feelings. That is not spiritually in tune and inclined. When God say, God tell you, God tell you, don't go pray for Lazarus. Then Mary and Martha are going to get upset. Who are you going to obey, Mary and Martha or are you going to obey Christ? Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? And so you're going to, see, see, very few people want to be a man and woman of God. But I'm going to tell you something. You keep on praying like you're praying. There's a day that's going to come. Your whole heart is going to be revolutionized. And, you, and you'll be so sent to the Holy Ghost. And when the Holy Ghost says, stop, you stop. But and somebody, somebody said, come. But the Holy Ghost said, you stand still. But you said, but, but he called me. He said, stand still. But Lord, that's my best friend. He said, stand still. Because your sympathy for your friend will rebuke me. Do you want to rebuke me to please your friend? Or you want to please me and your friend get rebuked by you pleasing me? It's good stuff, man. We going somewhere. Someone said, we going somewhere. Someone said, we are people of power. Because we are people of prayer.
Notice what it says here in the Word of the Lord. Verse 4. Let me read verse 3 again. Brothers, choose seven men among you who are known to be full of the Spirit and of wisdom. Full of what? The Spirit and wisdom. How do we know it? Because they speak in tongues? No. Because they have a Spirit-led, Spirit-governed, Spirit-controlled life. How do you know you're full of the Spirit? Because they know how to be nice to people. You know how they're full of the Spirit? Because they, they love people. You know, you know when they're full of the Spirit? They don't gossip. And they don't lie. And they don't bite back. You know how they're full of the Spirit? They, 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 they are peacemakers. When they see confusion, they know how to come in with the wisdom of God and dismantle the confusion and bring the brothers and sisters together in unity. Full of the Spirit. Full of the Spirit. Not because of what they know, it's what they do. Full of the Spirit. I want every man in here that I am a man of wisdom and full of the Spirit. And I want every female in here to say, I am a woman of wisdom and full of the Spirit. Ah, thank you, Holy Spirit. He said, Brother, choose seven men among you who are known to be full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them. We will do what? Turn this responsibility over to them. We will do what? Turn this responsibility over to them. You want to know something? We, we were getting ready to rearrange everything in this house, uh, get everything in divine order. One of the things when I was on my consecration, and I told Kathy something, we, had, um, we give a lot. We give a lot. And so, so, so when we pay our income taxes, because we give a lot. So we was audited uh, a few weeks ago when it was before the new year. And so we came in there and... Um, and I had all, we had all our papers together, and they was asking a question. They were trying to set us up for a faulty young lady. Actually, no question what the case may be. And, 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 uh, but there's a Christian guy that Apostle Gay know. Uh, uh, he said, you should have never went to, uh, I didn't, I, me, he said, you should, he said, you never go to IRS without representation. And I said, well, I didn't think I need no representation. Because we know we're doing everything right. That's, that's my mentality. And they said, well, we, and they, and they said, well, according to our interpretation, they tried to throw us for loot, that you, can't, you shouldn't be given to your ministry because you're the president of the ministry. What they're trying to say is, uh, is, is, a, uh, 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 is a conflict of interest. I said, what? What is this? And I'm going to tell you the truth. I, I, I was steamed. And Kathy kept hitting me under the table. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm just be frank with you. I had to repent that day. I, I repented. I'm just being honest. I repented. Now, the reason I, I, I'm saying this is right here. I'm, I'm saying this for a reason. And because we, 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 that's what we do, so we was, we was called in, and um, uh, we showed all out um, um, uh, what he told us to bring. And uh, we didn't bring everything because they told us when we called them on the phone, you don't have to bring everything. Then they take out this, you should have brought this. So, make it, nevertheless, <clears throat> but we had all uh, our checks and stuff. Wherever okay, we had to go to the bank and get cops, all of that stuff, whatever the case may be. But I'm, I'm saying this to say this right here. That situation, I believe God used it. 
I was talking to Kathy. I said, I believe, and she, matter of fact, she, she, she affirmed me. She said, I believe this is God. I believe it's God too. See, sometimes God will use things that appear to be negative and cause you to check you. I'm, I'm going somewhere. And what that did for me, when I went on my consecration before the new year, I took, I told Kathy, when I came out of there, I need to get the Constitution and bylaws and begin to read, go over the Constitution and bylaws. It was God. Because if that never happened, I would have never thought about it. Because I believe God was speaking to me. Sometimes God can speak to you about one thing, but He only used that one thing because He wants you to focus on something else that you would never to focus on if you never, if you never allowed this to happen. Are, are you hearing me? So, so when God is talking to me about my personal life, He's talking to me about the church. Are you hearing me? I said, I said, I said, I need to go. I'm since I need to get those constitution and bylaws because God, because God is calling our life in divine order, and He's calling this ministry in divine order. So on my consecration, when I went and shut away, I got the constitution bylaws. I began to go over the constitution bylaws and begin to read them. And the Spirit of God began to speak to me. He said, uh, He said, uh, I could never move in your midst if everything is not in divine order. He said. Everything that's in the Constitution Bible, is it established in this church? Are you doing it? And I begin to look at it and say, well, you know something, not really, Lord. We really don't have no deacons and we don't have no elders anymore because we dismantled the eldership. And so therefore, he said, how can I move? Because this is not a biblical structure. Are, are you hearing me? But, but if that personal thing never happened, I never really would, would have revisited it the Constitution bylaws that governs this church. Are you hearing me? And look at some things. If I need to, if we need to to amend some things. Go back and amend some things. But but that's why that's why God is speaking to you on the wise. He's been speaking to you all, all about the uh, last week, uh, uh, last uh, uh, year, or the first part of this year about deaconship and elders. How we're getting ready to raise up couples as well. And there's a certain structure order that God has given us which is the same structure order that Bishop Hammond and have, and I believe it's a biblical structure as well that we're going to register exception this out. So therefore, we, we want to go back and, and see, this is, why, this is why I'm talking to the men. It's time for brothers. Let's, come on, let's get our act together because you want to know something. Every church, every church, I believe God uses women. God uses my wife. She's ordained, or the case may be, and God does use women. But you want the sad thing about it, you've got more women in leadership capacity than men. And you, that, and, and you know what that means? That means um, there's anarchy in the church. You want to know what is anarchy in the church? God, no, this was not a part of the message. You want to know what is anarchy in the church? Because men does not have God's agenda. Don't have God's agenda. And what I mean by they don't have God's agenda? They want to be the man at home, but they can't, the leader at home. Because whatever you are at home, it should spill over to the church. Are, are you hearing me? Mm-hmm. And the reason the church is weak is because men is weak. And why men is weak? Because men don't have a relationship with God like women do. Oh, it's tight up in here, but it's right. And they want to talk about women. Why women is in leadership? Why women in leadership? Because they're loyal. They're faithful. They're dedicated. They're sacrificial. Thank you, son. (laughs) And so... So, so, so the house of God, and God is not going to let His house go down because you ain't in place. 
Are you hearing me? I'm going to say it again. He's not going to let his house go down because you ain't in place. Brothers. But somebody said, but change is coming to the house of God. Mm -hmm. Take your rightful place. Not in the church. Take your rightful place at home. And God will automatically raise you up in the church. I said again, God will automatically raise you up in the church. Somebody said, it's time. Well, I hadn't, that wasn't in my plans, but it was in His. So the Bible says, um, so they, what they did, they, they devoted themselves. They, was, uh, they gave themselves continually in prayer and the ministry of the Word. So in prayer and in the ministry of the Word. Every church that have intercessors, I guarantee you, the majority of church that have an intercessory ministry, all of them is women. If they have men, it may be one or two men. And you want to be a leader, but you don't want to pray. I'm going to say it again. You want to be a leader, but you don't want to pray. Why would you want to be a powerless, dead leader? Because you ain't a man of prayer. You're not a man of power. And you want to talk about the ladies? They're praying. So they're getting full of power. Oh, it's tied up in here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some but that's getting ready to change. Mm-hmm. Amen. Some said there's a charge to every man in this house to be committed to prayer. Amen. Because if you're not a man of prayer, you're not a man of power, how will you ever know the mind of God for your wife? How will you ever know the mind of God for your children? How will you ever know the mind of God for this right here? You want to know why we make all kind of stupid and dumb mistakes? Uh, because we don't have a relationship with the Lord. Or we, we call ourselves saved, but we don't commune with Him. We don't, we don't ask Him nothing. You know, this, this, I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel good about this right here. Feeling ain't got nothing to do with it. What is the Holy Ghost saying? Mm-hmm. And all you single ladies in here, this should give you should get, this should this should be the number one thing on your checklist if you want to get a husband. Is he a man of prayer? Because if he's a man of prayer, that means he 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 have a relationship with God. He can hear from God for me. So why would I submit myself to him? I got a relationship with God. He don't. Because I know what's gonna happen. I know what's gonna happen. I'm talking to the Lord. I'm praying to the Lord. I'm hearing from the Lord. He can't hear nothing. And I said, baby, you know what the Lord showed me? Well, listen, well, he ain't showed it to me. Well, how can he show it to you? You ain't praying. <laughs> yeah, it don't make any sense. Well, we don't move on it when, when he showed it to me. He'll never show it to you because you don't, you don't even have a prayer life. You don't have a, you don't have a relationship with him. You ain't telling him. But when he's going to show it, that means the whole house, the whole house got to go down the tube. 
waiting on you. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. The word continue there in the Greek means to devote themselves. The word devote means to give over or direct. As time, somebody give over my life to prayer. To give time. To prayer. It says here the word devote means to give over as direct. Excuse me, to give over or direct as time, money, or effort to a cause, enterprise, or activity. Once again, to give over or direct. See, see, if, 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 if see, you want to give over and you have the power to direct, you have the power to choose if I'm going to pray, if I'm going to be committed to prayer. And some of the stuff that we do, oh, God be talking to me about even me. Some of the stuff we do ain't prayer. The little quickies that we do, we and we jump in our car, going the gun up. Man, I got, I got to get this meeting. I got to, I got to get to work. I got to get on time. I went up case me, And then you go in there, and then on your way to church, on your way drive, and you try to get your little prayers. What is that? Huh? I'm gonna tell you what it's like. I'm gonna tell you what it's like. And, 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 and each of young folks, excuse me, I'm about to say, it, it's, it's like you and your spouse. But you're looking at the game. <laughs> no devotion. Don't be looking at it. Don't be looking at me like that. exactly what it's like. And, and that's how God feels. He feels like he's being cheated. He, he don't have you. Because your attention is somewhere else. He don't have your undivided attention. It's tied up in here. The Lord really didn't blew on this message tonight, but he's speaking to us. Some say life of power. It's a life of prayer. Acts 2, 42. It says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking and in breaking of bread and in prayer. They continued. They continued. Here's this word again. Continued. They continued. It was devoted to the apostles' doctrine. It was devoted to fellowship. It was devoted to breaking the bread. And it was devoted to prayer. They're devoted to prayer. Let me sh- I'm going to tell you when I know that God is doing something in this church. I'm going to tell you when I know. I'm gonna, I can know when the Spirit of God has been released. We're doing all this prayer, but we're going to stay. We're going to stay. We're going to continue. Is that right? We're going to be steadfast. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you when these are going to be the signs that we know that God is breaking through. We're going, this is going to be the sign that we know that prayer is really working. This is going to be the sign that we know that the Holy Spirit is really being released and taking momentum and getting ground. This is how we're going to know. We're going to know when 
we really start caring about one another. And I'm going to tell you what I mean. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something. I was talking to someone. This is not to get nobody to get offended with the case. Maybe go nobody who I was talking to they told you where I said. So some of y'all in here that's members of this church got greater friends of people that's outside of the church but you're a member of the church. Something's wrong. And some of you don't have no relationship with people in the church. You just have a church relationship. Something's wrong. Something is terribly wrong. Well, I, well, you know, I don't feel comfortable about it. Why you don't feel comfortable about it? Because you don't have a relationship with God. Ain't no way in the world God will send you to this church. You ain't connected. So why do you say I'm not connected? Because you don't have no friends in the church. How can you be connected to the church? We ain't have no friends in the church. We lie to ourselves. Because the Bible let me know that there's two different, three different types of baptism. There's a baptism of water, and there is a baptism into the universal church, and there's a baptism into the local church. And what I mean by that, when you get saved, you're part of the body of Christ universe. Who does, who does that? Christ does that. Are you hearing me? If Christ has sent you here, if the Spirit of God led you here, then the Spirit, amen, will not lead you to disconnect you. He will lead you in connection. He will lead you and connect you. He will connect you where you belong. You may be a, a knee cap, or you may be an elbow. You may be a finger, but you will be connected to something or somebody else if the Holy Ghost sent you here. And so if you're so distant, that means you're here, but the Holy Ghost don't have liberty in your life, free course in your life, because you're selfish and because uh, you, you, you've been hurt and wounded where you came from and you ain't going to get hurt no more and wounded no more and you're going to always be a dead person because you're disconnected and you can never receive life nor give life. Oh, it's tight up in here. It's tight up in here. I'm going to tell you what prayer does. Prayer. Prayer. Heals my heart from my past. You know what prayer does? Prayer calls me to experience God in a dimension that I had never experienced Him before. Prayer does this right here. Prayer, and when I pray to God, it calls me to be sensitive to the will of God, the purpose of God. What prayer does? Prayer dethrones me. Prayer gets me out of the way and put God in the way. What prayer does? Not my will, but thine will. But this is what I want you to do. I want you to hook up, hook up over here with Deborah. But love, love, Deborah, she, 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 she ain't my type, but she's my type. Are y'all hearing me? Huh? This is what prayer will do. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Lord's talking to here. Because He's not going to allow us to be tricked. And we're doing all this prayer. But the Holy Ghost ain't doing nothing. We're not letting Him do anything. Amen. But what the Holy Ghost is going to do, He's going to connect us. There will be a divine connection. I'm going to say it again. There will be a divine connection. The Bible says they will steadfast in the apostles' what? doctrine. What does that say? When the Holy Ghost used me to get up on this pulpit and tell you that this is the direction of the church, every member should be falling in line. Those that is not partnering with God, something is wrong. Oh, it's tied up in here, but it's right. Because we don't understand the church. And we don't understand relationship. I'm going to read it again. Let me read it again. Let me read it again. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 says, And they, who is they? 
All of those that got saved, all of those that got full of the Holy Ghost, all of those that were baptized in the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. And they continue steadfast in the what? Apostles' doctrine. What has the Lord been speaking in this house? He's been speaking about prayer. What has the Lord been speaking in this house? He's been speaking about the Holy Spirit. What has the Lord been speaking in this house? He's been speaking about the Word of God. Who is, who is, who is, who is continually steadfast in the apostles' doctrine? But we want the apostles' power. We want the apostles' authority, but we don't want the apostles' doctrine. This ain't my doctrine. Amen. This comes from the Lord. This comes from the throne of God. Are you hearing me? When God speaks, everybody should make an adjustment to mind what God is saying in the house. Mm-hmm. Are you hearing me? Uh-huh. And maybe the reason we ain't lining up is because we ain't baptized in the Holy Ghost. Maybe we need a whole a Pentecost a, 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 a Pentecost experience. We need the Holy Ghost to fall upon us like He fell upon them on the day of Pentecost. He was able to move in the apostles' doctrine of the Holy Ghost, led them, guided them, and directed them. What the Scripture says. So we, maybe we having problems with people. It's because I ain't full of the Holy Ghost. Maybe because I got I got issues with you. It's I'm not full of the Holy Ghost. Are you hearing me? And the reason I can't get connected because I'm still wounded and hurt is because I'm not full of the Holy Ghost. They didn't think about wounds. They didn't think about hurt when they got full of the Holy Ghost. But they moved. Steadfast in the apostles' doctrine. They went from house to house breaking bread. Fellowshipping. And in prayer. That means... uh, I pray. No, 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 no. It didn't say you prayed. It says, and they continued. That means um, you got a problem praying with somebody. That means uh, you need to get full of the Holy Ghost. You got issues. Are you hearing me? Because the Bible said, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in breaking the bread and in fellowship and in prayer. No, not me and my own little prayer life. Amen. They prayed together. I'm not hearing the Holy Ghost. They prayed together. The power's in the day. The power's never in you. The power is in the day. The Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 1, it says, let us make man in our image and our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the face of the earth. He said, let them. The Bible said God, Jesus called the disciples two by two and gave them authority and power. Some of the power is in the them, not the him. Mm-hmm. And the devil knows that, so he want to keep you separated. He want to keep you cut off. Because um, the power flows from me to you and from you to me. It's in the us. Are you hearing me? And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. And that's why the church can never move with great strength. Because you got some people obeying God and some of people not obeying God. Some people obeying God and some people. So, God, so what could the Holy Ghost do? He can't do anything because the church in a state of confusion. The Bible says in the beginning, and God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without what? Form and void. Without what? Form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. When everybody's not falling together, that means there's an element of darkness that is present. 
Oh, y'all hear the Holy Ghost? I'm going to say it again. When everybody is not on one accord and flowing together, that means there's an element of darkness that is present. Darkness will always try to hinder from light from prevailing. Oh, God's trying to get us in divine order. He want to do something. And the Holy Spirit never move in chaos and confusion. He's present, but He can never manifest Himself. I'm going to say it again. He's present, but He can never manifest Himself. And the Bible said, darkness upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit moved upon the face of the water. The Holy Ghost was present, but He wasn't doing nothing. He couldn't manifest Himself until the Lord began to speak order. He said, let there be light, and light began to come. And the Holy Ghost created the light that came out of the mouth of God. Are you hearing the word of the Lord tonight? Are you hearing the word of the Lord tonight? Are you getting this, Cassandra? See, the enemy's ultimate goal is to get me, amen, to always focus on what I'm going through. You've got to understand something. The move of God is bigger than your personal situation. And we need to understand that. The kingdom of God is bigger than my little personal thing I'm going through. It must become real. You've got to see the bigger picture, not what you're going through. The bigger picture. And you get connected to the bigger picture. And whatever you're going through will swallow up your little problem right up and you'll begin to experience victory. And the devil knows that. Your victory comes in the momentum of God. I'm going to say it again. Your victory comes in the momentum of the movement of God. What God is saying. Turn to Psalms 50. Let's look at this if you will. Very powerful scripture. What do you do when trouble comes? You don't even realize and understand the majority of times that your trouble comes to you is orchestrated by God for you to tap into the power that's in the inside. And that's why you got so many weak Christians. They never, ever tap into the power. They forfeited. But everybody in here at one time or another has cried to God and said, Lord, I want more of you. Everybody here at one time or another said, Lord, I want to know you in a more intimate way. One time or another, I want to know you in a more intimate way. And when trouble comes for you to experience intimacy, you forfeit it. I'm going to show you something in the word of the Lord tonight. God's trying to help us. And we're going to grow. Someone said, we're going to grow in the things of the Spirit. Psalms 50, verse 15, says, And come me in the day of trouble, and call upon me in the day of trouble. How many in here... Is born again. Let me see the hands if you're born again in here. That means you're children of God. All of you that raise your hand, do you believe that God is omnipotent? What do omnipotent mean? All powerful. Do you believe that God is omniscient? What do all omniscient mean? All knowing. Do you believe that God is omnipresent? What do that mean? He's everywhere present at the same time. Now, if you really believe that, and he said, call upon me in the day of trouble. If he's all-knowing, do you believe before you was born, he knew the day that trouble's going to come? Do, do you believe that? So if God knew that trouble's going to come, 
Why would he permit trouble? Why would he allow trouble to come to you, to me? And when it comes, he says, this is what I want you to do. Why is he allowing trouble? Because he wants you to do this. What do you want me to do? Call him? Now, see, see you, you, he don't want you to say, God. He wants you to draw near to him. Let me be a father. How many parents in here, and when your child was in trouble, did you run to your child's rescue? If they were hungry, did you not feed them? He said, I'm allowed trouble to come because I want you to call on me. He said, the reason there's no power in your life, you don't call on me. You call on daddy and mama and brother and sister. That's why there's no power. He said, call on me in the day of trouble. And what's going to happen? What, what, what do you say you do? What do you say you do? What it says? And I will what? I will what? Who going to deliver you? He said, I want to be able to deliver, but I can't because you won't call on me. The reason you, in, you, you, you stay in the same old situation for 50 years because you won't call on me. And I cannot be a deliverer because you won't call on me. Call on me in the day of trouble and I will. Your problem is this right here because you, you really believe that your, your husband is, is, is bigger than God. You believe your wife is bigger than God. You believe your boss is bigger than God. You believe your banker is bigger than God. Oh, yes, you do. He said, call on me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you. Me, I'm your father. I'm your God. Call upon me. What do you call upon me? Pray, pray, pray to me. Commune to me. Talk to me. I will. So many times because your prayer life is so raggedy, God allowed trouble to happen just to get you back in the mode of prayer, to get you back communing with Him, to get you back fellowshipping with Him. He calls things to dry up. Why? He, he don't that's that He wants you because you stop praying to me. You stop fellowshipping with me. You stop communing with me. So I'm a cold stains that dry up. Why? To get you back. But some people just still, some people's heart is so hard and they're just like neighbor. Stupid. I mean, God is driving everything. They still don't know. Huh? Huh? God said, I'm trying to get you to talk to me. Huh? 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 And we do the same old thing 50 times over and over. He said, oh, God. He's trying to get us to call on Him. I want fellowship. I want communion. Notice what the Bible says. The boy, oh, God is still talking to you. What I'm sharing with you is it's a pattern. It's a pattern. God speaks to a man named Abraham and said, Abraham, I'm going to give you the land of Canaan. Before Abraham dies, he said, now, well, I promise you I'm going to do it, but this is what's going to happen. Your seed is going to enter to go into the land of, uh, of, of Egypt, and they're going to be there for 430 years. But I'm going to allow them to go through great things for one reason, one reason only, so I can deliver them with a mighty hand. See, I, I, I'm going to show everybody in the world that I am God. You see, you, you understand why He allowed you to go through what you're going through. Because He wants to deliver you with a mighty hand. Not just with a hand, but with a mighty hand. He wants to do things that are exceedingly abundantly. Above all you're able to ask or think. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He want to do a thing that will cause your ears to tingle. He want to do something that people say, I know that I know that I know it was nobody but the Most High God that did that thing. 
Don't you understand? Why do you think he allow you to go through a Job experience? Why? Because when I deliver you, you know there's nobody but me that did the same. Because you called on the name of the Lord. And I deliver you from all your troubles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want fellowship. I want communion. I want you to come to me. I want to be a father to you. I want to be a God to you. I just want I just want fellowship. I just want you to love me. I just want you to talk to me. Just ask me. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open unto you. Let me be your God. Let me be your father. You have not because you ask not. You're still trying to do it in your own strength. You're still trying to do it in your own power. And the reason that you keep falling is because uh, I'm trying to tell you, it ain't about you. It's not by power. It's not by might. It's only by my spirit, says the Lord. Is there anything here? This is what Jeremiah said. Oh, Lord God, is there anything too hard for you? Jeremiah said, oh, Lord God, is there anything too hard for you? And God said, absolutely not. Who can be compared unto me? I am the creator of the heavens, the earth, the world, and all that dwell says, I am the God of all spirits, and I am the God of all flesh. With a snap of my hand, everything will dry up. With another snap, I will cause an oasis, the forest in the midst of a desert, because I am God. I can call water the full out of a rock, because I'm God. Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you. If there's anything too hard for me, why are you crying? Why are you pouting? It's because you don't know me. And the reason you don't know me is because you don't fellowship with me. Commune with me. Fellowship with me. Love me. Pray. He says, Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Do you understand? Do you understand what that means? Do you understand what that means? I will glorify you. Come up here, son. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come up here, Michael. Come on, come on. I'm going to show you something. Put your arm, wrap your arms around Rupert. Stand in front of the people. Just stand in front of the people. You. Now you put your, no, no, no. No, you just stand still. You wrap your hands around him. Now you in trouble. That mic is on your bike. You in bondage. How many ever felt like this? That the devil just got you wrapped up, tied up, and said you just can't break through. Some things you can't, but just this one thing or the two things. Like every time I got to break through, I get free for a minute and right back again. But he's saying to you today, he said, call upon me. And watch this right here. I'm going to show what God does. How, this is how God does it, Lavelle. This is how He does See, what God does, this is how He does it. He embarrasses you. 
because he let everybody see you're in bondage. Oh, this ain't a thing that's how to, he let everybody see. Every time I turn around, every time I turn around, is always in bondage. Every time I turn around, he's always falling. Every time I, he's always making a mistake. Every, he let everybody see. Everybody. But there's a day that's going to come. Rupert's going to get the revelation. And he's going to call upon the name of the Lord. I want you to say, Jesus, save me. Jesus, save me. And the Lord, he comes and rescue him and deliver him from all of his trouble. And the people that saw him in bondage, now they see him liberated. And now God gets all of the glory. That's why he let. That's why he let people see you in your mistakes and your errors. Because there's a day that's gonna come. The same people that saw you down and destitute, saw you defeated, and say you'll never rise. But there's a day that's gonna come. He was gonna listen. He will deliver you out of all your trouble. And God said, "Now I will be glorified in Rupert's life." Are you getting this? Thank you, gentlemen. That ain't the time to fret. That ain't the time to fret. That ain't the time to fret. That ain't the time to save yourself. That ain't time to, that's just not the time to look good in the eyes of men. Because the more you try to look good, the more you're in bondage. The more you try to... Uh, I want you to know, I'm, not, I'm really not like that. The more he make you look shame. But the day that you're going to come and say, Lord, Lord, I've been trying, but I need you to save me. He said, son, that's what I've been waiting on the last 50 years. I'm calling upon you. He said, thank you, son. Now I can become your God. I can become your deliverer. He set you free. And then everybody that saw you in money, he said, now look, look at Rupert. Look, 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 look at the life that you saved. That never was mountain. Look at it. A vessel of honor, a vessel of power, a vessel of glory. I got the glory out of this because I delivered him by my mighty hand. I delivered him. Tell the person, tell the person that's close to you, tell them, the Lord. It's getting ready to deliver you by a mighty hand. Not a slight hand. Not a small hand. Not a little hand. But a mighty hand. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Somebody say, somebody say, my deliverance will not be done in a closet. It's going to be an open. To every person. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. God's going to turn your shame into glory. I'm going to say it again. God's going to turn your shame into glory. I'm going to say it again. God is going to turn your shame into glory. Now listen to this, if you will. Listen to this also in the Living Bible. 
Watch this right here. Listen to this in the living Bible. Beautiful, powerful. And the living Bible says, What I want from you is your true thanks. I want your promises fulfilled. <laughs> Everything I promise you, he said, I really want it fulfilled. But you don't understand. I got you in trouble, and it looked like I won't fulfill my promise. But I really got you in trouble. It really ain't trouble, but it looked like trouble. I appear to be trouble. But the, really, the reason I got you there, because I really want to fulfill my promise to you. And you think it's the devil. But I want to fulfill my promise. The only thing I want, though, I can't fulfill my promise to you if you don't give me thanks. I, I want thanks. Can you, can, can, you, can you give me thanks in trouble? While everything appeared to be going wrong, what a, when, 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 when the doctor says you'll never get healed, in the midst of the can you give me thanks? Didn't I, I speak through my servant Paul? In all things, give me thanks. Not for all things. In all things, give me thanks. So I can fulfill my promise to you. But I can't because you complain. I can't because you murmur. I can't because you grumble. You're not giving me thanks. Give me thanks. In all things, and I will fulfill my promise to you. Watch this right here. Watch this right here. Are you getting something tonight? Watch this right here. It says, it's even getting better. I love it. It says, watch this right here. What I want from you is your true thanks. I want your promises fulfilled. To the person that's next to you, tell them, the Lord really desire to fulfill his promises that he made to you. But you got to do something. You know what that is? Give him true thanks. Now watch this here. That's the first part of it. Now watch this. He said, it says, I want you to trust me in your times of trouble. Watch this right here. So I can rescue you. And you can give me glory. He said, he said, he said I, I, I really want to rescue, but can you give me thanks? In trouble? If you do that, I will come and rescue you. So you can give me glory. So you can tell everybody it was nobody but the hand of the Lord that set me free. It was nobody but God Himself that liberated me. Will you give me the glory? But I can't. You can't give me glory if I never rescue you. And I can't rescue you if you never give me thanks. Give me thanks. Watch me rescue you. Then you can give me glory. Watch this right here. I'm almost finished here. I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. Isaiah 
chapter 40. Somebody say, life of power is a life of prayer. Somebody say, no prayer, no power. Somebody say, no prayer, no God. Mm-hmm. This must become a reality to us. Let's look at something here in the Word of the Lord. Ask the person that is sitting next to you how much time do you spend in prayer? Now tell them this is what I mean. Tessa, this is what I mean. Spending time in prayer is really spending time in the presence of God. If you don't see prayer, now don't listen, if you don't see prayer as the instrument of the vehicle to get you in His presence, then prayer will always be dead and prayer will always be a burden. Prayer will always be hard. Prayer will always be a struggle. Because you are doing prayer. And not using prayer as a vehicle to enter His presence and then He carries you in prayer. Are you hearing the Holy Spirit? Let's look at something here, if you will. Psalms. I'm saying Isaiah 40. I'm saying Isaiah 40. Verse 31. But those who wait. Reading out of the Amplified Version. But those who wait for the Lord. Who expect the Lord. The word wait for the Lord means, see, see, a lot of times we say, wait on the Lord. We, 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 we think we're to be sitting idly. I'm waiting on the Lord. No, I'm moving around expecting Him. I'm at a, parked at a traffic light expecting Him. Because I don't know what, I don't know when he's gonna manifest. Because I, I know he's gonna do it. So, but he may do it in the car next to so I'm, I'm looking, observing, I'm expecting it. I'm on my job, but them not waiting. See, see, they don't mean stay home and don't go to work. Well, I'm on my job. I'm waiting. I'm expecting. I'm looking for him. See, where am I? Going to the grocery store. I'm. In. I'm talking to you. Amen. Don't know he's going to show up through you. I have a conversation with you. Hey, how you doing? I'm fine. So, well, okay. You going to show up through him? So, uh, yeah. yeah. Where you live at? Oh, I live over here. Oh, okay. He ain't show up there. Okay. Go to the next thing. Go to the, and the line and lay the cash. Get ready to check me out. See, that's why I see when you're waiting on the Lord, your attitude going to be right because you're waiting on him. See, when you're waiting on him, expecting him, you ain't, you ain't going to be mad. You ain't going to be impatient in the line. And when they, they, they need to hurry up. See, you ain't waiting on the Lord. 
Because what's called the person, amen, that's in front of you, amen, could be the Lord. And you just got an attitude with the Lord. And just missed him. Let me leave it alone, but let's go. Uh-huh. It's real, too. But those who wait on the Lord, who expect the Lord, who look for the Lord, and hope in Him, shall change. What's going to happen? Shall change. How, how do change come? To change come by waiting on Him. How do change come? By expecting Him. How do change come? By looking for Him. How do change come? By hoping in Him. Other words, um, other words um, I know my present state is not a final state. I'm waiting for Him. I'm looking for Him. My hope is in the Lord. My hope ain't in my job. My hope ain't in my business. My hope ain't in my wife. My hope ain't in my husband. My hope ain't in the economy. My hope is in the Lord. I'm expecting Him. I'm looking for Him. What, what, what the economist is saying, this is going to happen, but I'm still waiting on the Lord. I heard what they said, but my expectation is in the Why is God saying this to us? Because God want to raise up a people that will defy the defiant. Where everything in the world said one thing, but then we were able to hear the voice of God. And we said, but we wait on our God. I heard what you said, but that's not what our God told us. Our hope is in the Lord. Let me finish this up. Let me finish this up. Watch this right here. It says here. Shall change. It says change comes by waiting on the Lord in this presence. Say in his presence. Okay. Shall change and renew their strength and power. Shall renew their strength and renew their power. Have you ever said, felt powerless in certain situations? I've been there. You ever felt powerless and, and, and powerless and it seemed like you just don't have the power to Maybe it's because during those particular times I felt powerless was the time that I refused to wait. Ever been rushed? Felt rushed? I was talking to someone. I was talking to someone, I think, last week. I was talking to someone. See, you ever, you ever sometimes you, 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 you may say something out of character or do something out of character, the case may be. And he said, Man, why didn't I say that? Why didn't I did that? I was sharing something with somebody uh, last week, I think it was. Last week. And I said, Ah. I know where I missed it. I know where I missed it. I said, you know where I missed it at? They said, what? See, I got up late last Saturday. And, 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 and you know, that's me raised. And I ran, oh, man, I'm late. And I ran. And I ran down, didn't do my prayer like I usually do, didn't do my devotion like I usually do. And because I didn't wait on him, I got out of character. And said, so how in the world did I do this? I kept trying to say, how, how, how? And, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, because you did not spend time with me this morning in prayer. Let me share something with you. We pray five days a week on the phone. That don't mean Saturday and Sunday if we don't pray. Then it becomes duty and not relationship. 
the praying on the phone Monday through Friday should be doing should be creating something on the inside of us. It should be creating the greater passion and desire for fellowship and communion with Him, with the Most High God. Not just, I'm doing this, I'm doing this because I don't want nobody to say nothing. And I'm doing this right here because I'm a team member and, and, and I got to stay on the wall. I heard you mess about standing on the wall. I heard you mess about staying in my place. Yeah, you're supposed to do all of that, but you got to understand something. While you're doing this, you should be creating something. Something should be happening intimately with me and Him. And that's what's going to cause me to want to stay because what happens is right here, I can I, I feel a greater love of His presence when I'm on the wall with my with my prayer team I'm just by, just by myself but I can feel I can feel a greater level of energy I can feel a greater level of force I feel a greater level of power that's coming from my team members and so therefore I understand it's really not my team members but it's God in my team members that's flowing from them flowing to me flowing from me flowing to them and I repented before the Lord I said oh God I see Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's what the Holy Spirit would do. The Holy Spirit will convict and show you how you missed it. If you really want to know how you missed it, He'll show you how you missed it. And He showed you not for condemnation. He showed you for alignment, realignment. Now, this is where, Lord. He said He'll renew. Watch this right here. He'll do what now? He says here, He's going to renew. Uh, excuse me. He said, Your change will come place, will take place, and renew your strength and power. Renew your what? Strength and power. He renew your strength. And he renew your power to walk in victory over everything that confronts us. And when we fall, when we make mistakes, it's somewhere we didn't wait on him. In his presence. I guarantee you every time any of us miss it, it's because somewhere we did not wait on him. We did not look for him. We did not expect him. And we fall. We can't live without him, church. He says, goes on and says, change will take place, renew your strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles mount up to the sun. Do you understand what it's saying? Or do, you, do you really understand what it's saying? I'm going to show what it's saying. I'm going give to you, give you an illustration. What is he saying? Give me a chair. Sit right here, if you will. Get a chair. Any chair, any chair. Can it? Here it is. The Bible says eagles is the only bird that can fly as close to the sun. Can fly closer to the sun than any other bird. Sit in that chair, Rupert. Amy, come, Michael. Sit there and be God. This is what's going to happen. I'm standing right here, son. All hell is breaking loose around you. But you're waiting on Him. You're expecting Him. You're looking for Him. Your hope is in Him. You don't know when deliverance is going to come, but you know it's going to come. You're waiting and you're expecting. When the Holy Spirit sees you waiting and not panicking and not, not calling everybody to try to get you out of this situation, but you're waiting on Him. And you ain't telling everybody in the world what you're going through. That ain't waiting on him. You looking to men, you ain't looking to God. God not to speak to man for you or concerning your situation. But you're waiting and say, God, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to get myself out of this situation here. But, Lord, I'm trusting you. 
My hope is in you. My faith is in you. My trust is in you, Lord. Father, you are my Father. You are my God. You are my shield, my mother. Lord, it don't feel good, but I know you got me here. Lord, I believe with all of my heart, my soul, is going to no weapon of this form against me can prosper. I believe that you're bigger than the devil. I believe that you're bigger than demons, Lord God. I believe that you're bigger than principalities and powers. But Jesus is my Redeemer who redeemed me from the hand of every enemy. But though my Indian enemies encamp round about me, I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to panic, oh God. For you are my light and you are my salvation. Whom am I going to fear? For you are the strength of my life. And as you're waiting, as you're communing, as you're looking for him, hoping in him, trusting in him, expecting him, then the Holy Spirit begin to take you. And the Holy Spirit begin to draw you to the face of God, in the presence of God. Just like the eagle is able to fly close to the sun, the Holy Spirit bring you into the presence of God. And in the presence of God is fullness of joy. In the presence of God is deliverance. Because when the Holy Spirit takes you here, the devil can't come here. Demons can't come here. Are, are you hearing me? All your shackles up is broken in the presence of God. But those that wait on Him, those that look for Him, those that expect Him, and that ain't the time. See, listen, one thing I learned. I learned this a long time ago. And I learned this from my spiritual father. When you're in situations right there that make you look bad and look nothing is happening and you know you've been doing everything that God told you to do, that ain't the time to try to, to, try to explain nothing to nobody. That ain't the time to try to justify yourself. That ain't the time to try to look good. And see, when you justify yourself, you want to look good in the eyes of men. But, but, but see, when God have you, there, just keep your mouth closed. They say, but, but, but you just like Job. But there ain't no way you in a, if you didn't sin. That's the time you said, but I tell you what, this is what you need to do for me. Really, you know, will you just pray for me? That, that ain't the time to try to, try to make no sense. Say, no, I, I, I really didn't do that. I, I, close your mouth. Go close your mouth. It's going to make it look bad. It's going to make it look bad. Close your mouth. It really is. So, so but, 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 but see, but when you close your mouth and you look bad in the eyes of men, but you and God, you know God knows. And that's the only thing you should be concerned about. But I know you know, Father. Even though they're saying this, even though they're saying, but Father, I know you know. But Lord, I'm looking for you. I'm hoping in you, God. You are my deliverer. You are my script. You are my helper. And there's a day that's going to come, there's a day that's going to come, that he's going to be pleased with you waiting on him. Because he knows that you're not concerned about the opinions of men. And there's a day that's going to come, that the Holy Spirit draws you into the presence of God. And he liberates you, and he closed the mouths of the gainsayers. Joel 3 Finn was gainsayers. They just know he had them sinned. But there's a day that's going to come when the Holy Ghost says, enough is enough. And take you into the presence of God. And what the devil meant for evil, God turned it around for good. And he makes your enemies your footstool. Are you hearing me? But waiting on him. The Holy Spirit brings us close to him. He does what? He brings us close to the Father. But see, if I'm not expecting him, the Holy Spirit can't take me there. If I'm not waiting on him, the Holy Spirit can't take me there. If I'm not looking for God, He can't take me there. Are, are you hearing me? I asked the person sitting next to you, who are you looking for? What are you looking for? See, what you're looking for, that's what you're going to get. If I'm looking, if I'm looking for my, my uncle, I'm getting my uncle. If I'm looking for my nephew, I get my nephew. 
But no deliverance come from my nephew. No deliverance come from my uncle. But if I'm working for God, I get God. If I expect God, I get God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If I'm, my hope is in God, I get God. And God becomes my all in all. Thank you, son. Can I give you one more scripture and close? I know it's I know it's late, but God is preparing us for this forty day prayer. We want the presence of God on this forty day. God, I want you. This forty day, uh, uh, this forty day prayer, this seven day consecration. I want you, God. I want you. I want you more than anything. More than anything, I desire you. More than anything, I want you on this consecration. I ran after this. And I ran after that. But I want you. Are you are you hearing me, Nate? Are you getting this? I'm going to tell you, son, that's one of the reasons why a lot of things had, didn't work last year. Because you've been trying to do it in your own strength. You've been trying to do a whole lot of things in your own strength. And that's why it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. It ain't going to work even till this day. Until you make up your mind and say, God, I've been trying to make some things happen. I've been trying to make this happen. I've been trying to make this happen. I've been trying to make this happen. And it seems like every time I meet you, it just seems it's just been so hard. I'm going to tell you why. Because what God has called you to. And see, let me share something with you. All you all that are spoke to, all y'all that got ordained, this is going to be the year that all y'all going to see. Everything that got ordained is going to see this year. Everything that we went after that wasn't here, he's shaking every foundation. He's shaking the heavens and he's shaking the earth. He's shaking every single thing that our faith has been in. And that's why things have not been working. I'm going to tell you, son. I'm telling you now. But today, if you say, God, I give it all to you. I've been trying to make the business work. I've been trying to make this work. It ain't been working. Nothing. And God's been closing this door and closing this door. And frustration come. Aggravation come. And even the challenges in your body that came forth last year. As a result of all that stuff, you've been trying to operate in your own strength, your own power. But God said, I'm going to be your God. If you let me be your Lord, you let me be. I have given you a word. You remember the scripture the Lord gave us earlier? He says, um, he says this right here. He said, if you, if, you, if you wait on me. He said, if you trust me. If you call on me and I will deliver you in trouble. He said, because I want to give you the promises that I promise you. I want to be your deliverer. I will deliver you and I will cause everything and everybody around you say, how did he, how did it happen? Because I remember how he struggled. I remember how he was sick. I remember this. I remember that. But God said, I've been trying to get you to a place. I spoke prophetically over your life over and over and over. And I've given you promises. And it seemed like it did not come to pass. It's because you've been trying to make some things happen. But today, if you would give it all to him, if you would cast all your care upon him today, if you would cast your business on him today, if you'll cast your wife on him today, if you'll cast your children on him today, and let God be God. From this day forth, by the end of this year, you will see the glory of God. If you let God be God. You've been easily distracted. Easily distracted. It just happened. Boom. You run up here. This happened. You run up here. God is trying to come bring you to the place that you are a man of God. A man of God is one that belongs to God. A man of God is one that trusts God. That means uh, if anything happened over here, you ain't moved from the purposes of God. That's a man of God. And God wants to raise you to be a man of God. He's calling you to be a man of God. That you will seek the heart of God. You will seek the mind of God. And you will know how. And watch this right. And you will know how to say no to your wife, even though it may hurt your wife. Because God wants to bring you to the place uh, that you will be a deliverer to your wife. 
life. You will be a deliverer to your children. You will be a deliverer through your, to, to your business and your job and everything. But he can't be a deliverer through you until he deliver you. He got to deliver you from everybody. He got to deliver you from the opinions of people. He got to deliver you from the love of people. He got to deliver you, deliver you from everything else so he can become your God. And then he'll turn around and deliver through you. And then God will raise you up and your wife will call you Lord just like Sarah called Abraham Lord. But she didn't call him Lord in the beginning because he yielded to the voice of his wife. But when he stood up for God, then God called Sarah, amen, to rise up and be able to see who he really was. And she said, I am who I am today because of my husband. And she called him Lord. It's the word of the Lord to you. It's the word of the Lord to you. Close with Acts chapter 4. Are y'all hearing the Holy Ghost today? Some of us are we going somewhere. God wants to take us on a journey. He wants to take us on a journey with Him. He wants to take us in some places. Are you hearing me? It's going to be in the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit. All of us that will wait on Him. All of us that will look for Him. All of us that would trust Him. He's going to lead us. He's going to guide us. He's going to direct us. God is going to bring to pass every promise that He's promised us. But if you would notice, the ones that He pro- He bring the promise to, He only bring the promise. Notice when the promise comes, it is usually in a tight situation. Even the, the children, not the children, even the disciples on the day of Pentecost, if you know the story behind the day of Pentecost and the pressure that the church was under at that particular time, the Holy Ghost failed in the midst of trouble. Because you understand something, they, 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 was, they, was, uh, they, was, they was a part of Jesus' sect. And so therefore, therefore, a lot of things were uh, said concerning Jesus' resurrection, said it wasn't true, whatever the case may be. And so they was after them. And so they went up in the upper room and they began to pray. Amen. And they came out and they were threatened even to stop. And that's in chapter 4 we're going to read in a, in a few minutes here. So you've got to understand something. He usually fulfilled his promise in trouble. So we don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear that. If you think about it, deliverance comes because you're in trouble. Salvation comes because you're in trouble. I mean, why would salvation come if you, don't, you ain't in trouble? Why would deliverance come if you're not in trouble? Why would a healing come if you ain't in trouble? Do you, do you understand me? So, so, so you don't need a healing if you're whole. So healing comes because you challenged with sickness. Prosperity comes because you're challenged with poverty. Oh, are you hearing me? But we don't want to be in trouble. Then God can't get no glory. I'm saying God can't get no glory. Uh, are, are you hearing me? Watch this right here. Acts 4, 21. Someone say prayer brings the power of God. I want everybody to say this with me, if you will. Somebody say, Father, from this day forward, when I pray, grace me, respect the power of God to be released every time I pray. If you don't expect it, you don't get it. 
I'm going to say, if you don't expect it, you don't get it. Watch this right here, if you will. So when they had Father threatened them, they told them not to preach in his name anymore because a miracle just took place. Now a man, man just got healed, delivered and set free because of the teaching of the gospel and the Holy Ghost manifested the healing power, the miracle working power through them. And so when they had threatened, had Father threatened them, they let them go. How many of you are threatened? You will stop praying. Think about it. Finding now, excuse, found, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which was done. Acts 23. I was at 423. At go, they went to their own company. They did what? Went to their own company. They did what? Went to their own company. And did what? Reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. Verse 24. And when they had heard that, lifted up their voices to who? God with one accord. And said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is that it all that in them is. Verse 25. Why the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Now watch this right here. Now, now notice what they said. Now they just finished getting threatened. They just finished got threatened. They, they didn't go in and say, I don't know what we're going to do. You know, Chief Pre just, just threatened us. What, 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 y'all, what y'all think we should do? Huh? Do, y'all, y'all think, do you think we should move from this region? Let's go to Fort Lauderdale because you know, they, they threatened us over here. They told we we we've been at you know preaching his name no more. What 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 what, what y'all think? Think we should go down south? Let's go to Florida City. You know maybe maybe go down to Florida City or, or West Palm Beach or, or what do you think on the west coast over there in Naples? You, what, what, what y'all think? No no no. They ain't asking about what they thought. They ain't they ain't there. No the Bible said they be lift their voice unto God when. You are being challenged or threatened. Get with somebody. Tell somebody what just happened to you on your job. They just threatened to let you go. Amen. You know you've been doing everything. They threaten you. Then get with somebody. And get with some. Don't just get with anybody. Don't get with. Yeah, child. Yeah, you know you know how the devil is. The devil is busy. Yeah. Don't 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 worry about it. You know, you know, God is good. You know, those old sinners on those jobs, you know how them, them bosses, they so, they so wicked. Wait, 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 man, where, where are they coming from? You know, they ain't nothing but heathens, no way. Wait, wait, hold, hold on. Hold on. How can God get the glory out of that? You know, they, 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 they threaten to let me, let me go, uh, let me lose some, uh, go on my job. You know, I've been there for 15 years. I've been there 20 years. I only had really uh, another year or so to get my retirement. But they, they let me know I haven't got my retirement. I said, man, come on. Let's praise the Lord. See, see? They probably look at you saying, praise, praise the Lord? What, what, what are you talking about? Man, you sound like a pastor to me. Man, see, now you know, you know, he ain't got no feelings. You know, he's like he's kind of hard. I praise the Lord. 
Why you ain't saying, say, you know, comfort in me? I am comfort, bro. God got something big in store for you. Come on, man, let's magnify the Lord. Let's lift up our voice to the Most High God. Let's begin to praise the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Let's begin, amen, to glorify the one, amen, that's the boss of all bosses. Let's lift him up. Are y'all getting this tonight? Someone said, we want to be biblical. Verse, 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 right here. Beautiful, beautiful. Last verse, 31. And when they had prayed, what did they pray? They didn't complain. They lifted up their voice and began to pray. But they just got threatened. But when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all Filled with the Holy Ghost. Why did the Holy Ghost come? Because they prayed and glorified God in the midst of being threatened. They didn't complain. They didn't mum. You want the Holy Ghost to come and pan around? Let's stop mumbling and complaining. You want the Holy Ghost to fall? Let's stop talking about one another. You want the Holy Ghost to fall? Amen. Let's stop complaining. You want the Holy Ghost to fall? Amen. Plug it plugged in. And the Bible said, and they prayed. Oh, do you believe that the Lord can do this during this, these seven days uh, of fasting? Do you believe God can do this? Uh, we can experience this, these 40 days of prayer. Amen. Um, that in the midst of something negative. Listen, I want us to come to the place. I want us to come to the place that we become a, a people of prayer. I'm going to tell you what I mean. If Barbara come to me and said, you want to know something? My granddaughter, she's really been challenging in, in school. Whatever the case may be, I said, come on, Barbara. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Lord, I lift up Stephanie right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, Lord, I thank you and I praise you for the divine intervention in Mr. Stephanie's life. I thank you and I praise you, Lord God, for taking the enemy. Get in no vein, no come. Yeah, child, my child going through too. Being a person of prayer. We pray about it, not talk about nothing. Pray about everything. Are you hearing me? Somebody come to you, sir. You want to know something? Uh, man, uh, listen, man, I'm trying to get in real but I just lost a lost I just lost a deal, man. They just took my money, whatever the case may be. And everybody began, come on, let's pray. We ain't talking about nothing. We're going to pray. Because what can I do? Nothing. But I know somebody can do something. We're going to go to Him. We're going to go to the Lord. We're going to go to our Father. We're going to go to our God. We're going to go to the Creator. We're going to pray. We're going to pray about everything. We're going to pray about everything. You want to know something? Sandra, I've been a member of this church. I've been a member of this church for nine years. And I don't know what a pastor never, he'll never acknowledge me. And, and, and he'll never call on me. He'll never put me in leadership. And I've been here longer than some of these people have been here today. Someone just got here. And he just raised them up. Come on, baby, let's pray. Come on, come on, let's pray. Father, right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I thank and I praise you, Lord God, for ministering to Pastor's heart, to EJ's heart. I thank and I praise you, Lord God, for showing him your perfect will for being in this ministry, Lord God. I thank and I praise you, Lord God Almighty, for taking the, for taking the, uh, uh, taking the spirit of blindness from his mind. 
His will, His conscious state even now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, move upon Him. Holy Spirit, show Him how much you love Him. Show Him how important He is, Father, in this ministry. In Jesus' mighty name. Let Him know, O oh God, that you place Him here. And let Him know that He's gifted, He's talented, O oh God. That He's very valuable to this ministry. That's why you sent Him here, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Let Him, God, know that, O oh God, that He's not going to be tricked, O oh God, because you're moving for Him even now. But let Him rest in you. Let Him be settled in you. I pray even now in Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, I thank Him for my pastor, O oh God, for you Doing there for show him, show EJ that you're doing the right thing, oh God. Let him know that the pastor's been led, governed, controlled by the Holy Spirit, Father, even now in Jesus' mighty name. And if the pastor is not revealed to the pastor, God, and let us pray for our pastor, we just lift them up before him, oh God, because sometimes people do error, Lord God. But if our pastor's in error, Lord, show him, oh God. We pray even now in Jesus' mighty name. Holy Spirit, reveal to him, lead him, and guide him, direct him into all truth. We're gonna back him, Lord God. We're gonna pray for him, and we're gonna walk for him in Jesus' mighty name. Pray about everything. We ain't talking. We ain't listening. We ain't getting no gossip. We don't get no bad. Not me. No. Not in this house. Amen. Because the glory is coming. The glory is getting ready to fall. The ladder in the form of rain is getting ready to fall upon us. We are getting ready to experience. Pick the calls. Together in one place and one accord. I'm finished. Give the Lord handle the praise for his word. I'm going to say life of prayer is a life of power. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.